Yo, what is up Thursday, July 21st? I love Thursdays for some reason. Today we're talking about Ford making big, big cuts to their staff. Cybertruck maybe a little early. Amazon suing fake reviewers and a brand new podcast. Everywhere I go, the people really want to know. Now, Amazon, it's not a brand new podcast from Amazon. It's actually... <laughs> Dude, does Amazon new have a podcast? in a brand new podcast is what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no. That's not the way it is. That's not the way it is. No, we... Asodu is launching a brand new podcast today called Auto Collabs. We've been talking about this a little bit. Um, Auto Collabs by Asodu is going to be hosted by the two of the, the two handsome gentlemen you see on the screen and a handsomer gentleman uh, named Michael Cirillo, host of the wildly popular Dealer Playbook podcast. It has been going on way longer than this one has been going on. And did you know, Kyle? It is listened to in 70 countries across this globe. 70? 70. For real, for real. No, he's, he's an OG. So the, the three of us converged on Philly to record a bunch of initial episodes. We have dozens of interviews coming to you. So this morning show that we have, Higher Energy, the next one is like, there's a lot of laughs. Let me just put it that way. Um, <laughs> we don't shy, shy away from like the levity, but uh, it's it's going to be kind of pulled back really, you know, I think that the interesting thing is a lot of times like this is like, bah, 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 we hit each other. And the interesting thing about even just the first episode is there's just a little bit more space to think and consider yeah. and have that like a, a little bit like more. a conversation like you would see in uh, in in another space. So, yeah. yeah. So, um we're going to be launching that. Actually, episode 00 is launched. You can go to autocollabs.com or just search it on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Overcast right now. It's going to be on a bunch of other platforms, but you know we move fast around here. So yesterday it was like, we're getting this live. Um, we went to Philly, recorded some episodes. Episode 00 is, um, is a full-length episode where we talk about the spirit behind why we're doing what we're doing, talk a little bit about ourselves. We definitely make fun of each other a lot. And um, there was one point where I was trying not to cry because... I think I lost it at one point. I just busted out laughing. <laughs> oh man, look, yeah, it's, and the thing is, is like you and I, we're we're decent at the, at the jabs. Cirillo, but the is jabs next level. on Cirillo's end are just unbelievable. So and yeah, you, you'll and have a lot of fun listening to. You it. know what it's like when you play like basketball with someone that's better than you. All of a sudden, you you play better too. The game kind of comes. So up. I think yeah, Cirillo yeah. being in the room, we we're like, oh, it's going to be like that. Okay. <laughs> 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 and so uh, we hope you oh yeah, yeah so we hope you check out uh the auto collabs podcast and we have dozens and dozens of guests uh so the format's going to be we're going to have a little bit of an intro to the guests the three of us together then we're going to do an interview a long form interview from some of the best brightest in the auto industry um outside the auto industry dealers industry partners and we're going to go a level deeper you might have heard a lot of these people before on different podcasts but we're going to get uh get a little bit uh different ang we're gonna get some different angles in there and at the end we're going to come back and give you some commentary on what we heard after a little bit of time uh thinking about it so we think it'll be a different texture we hope that it helps bridge the gap between dealers and industry partners and oems and consumers all in one show so check out auto collabs uh the second podcast offering from Automotive State of the Union. Speaking of a Sodu, we got a SodaCon coming up. Get your tickets. Uh, they're starting to ramp up. Excitement's starting to ramp up. Go to asodacon.com if you want to be there um, before you can't be there because the tickets are gone. So um, things are shaping up really nicely. We talk about that enough, but we just want to let you know uh, tickets are on sale. 
get them now because it's going to speed up and then you're not going to be able to get a ticket. And we were already having fire code conversations with the venue. So if that's <laughs> any indicator, we didn't warn you. If that's you any indicator, that. no, you can't, you can't. The whole vibe is going to be different than anything you've ever seen in an auto conference. Um, oh yeah. We wanted, to t- we wanted to talk about the schedule for just a second, right? We, yeah, we, we, we haven't talked about it enough. We- Listen. Everybody keeps asking me when the last thing ends. So let's start you at the beginning and we'll get to the end. How about that? Start. That's a good place to start. <laughs> First of all, the whole event takes place in less than 48 hours, right? So we're not talking about sabotaging a whole week of work or if you're, you know, you're sending your people out or your managers are not going to be gone. Actually, it starts on Sunday evening. So you can fly in leisurely on Sunday afternoon. Sunday evening kicks off in a dealership. The flagship Subaru store in the country just grand open, Sioka Subaru in Philadelphia. Greg Sioka is a good friend. Mr. C invites the whole industry to his place. It has this crazy, like, five-story atrium at top for storage and Philly in the backdrop. We're going to do a charitable thing. It's going to be on September 11th. It's going to be an amazing welcome reception. Multiple levels, multiple songs, maybe a a special Lesotho drink. Um, You know, we're going to do the thing. Monday, we're in place Bright and early, full hot breakfast. All the meals are included with the soda tickets, by the way, right? We got to feed people. Got to feed people. That's strong. So, uh, Kyle, tell, tell the Six people what meals. they can expect on, on Monday. Six meals. So, we're going to start Monday. We're going to actually start with this podcast live from the stage. You'll kind of get a peek into the way that we in, interact and engage. So, we'll go through that. And then we've got main stage speakers uh, in the morning. And then for the, the rest of the second half of the morning and the first half of the afternoon, You'll, uh, you'll be in three different breakout stages and you'll kind of have your pick across marketing and tech or operations or people co- process, uh, you know, sales engagement, culture, um, all of those types of dynamics will be in play. The majority of those breakout sessions, probably 95% of them will actually be fireside chat style. So there's not going to be a ton of presentations or, you know, uh, here's, here's, my past thoughts. It's going to be really dynamic in the moment and there won't be a lot of places to hide is kind of the idea in the way that those chats are going to happen. <laughs> um, and we'll be using things like Slido and in, in, in presentation option opportunity to kind of like feedback and ask questions as well. Uh, and then we'll end that day uh, with two, with a couple of really dynamic keynotes from David Meltzer and Jim McKelvey uh, moving straight into a happy hour which will be really fun, that then invites literally any person that works at a dealership in a 50-mile radius or shoot. If you want to fly in, you can come to this. That's a great point. It will point. not cost a thing, right? It will not cost a thing. You can vibe with the industry um, from 6 to 10 that night. We're going to have silent disco and karaoke and DJs, and then we're going to end the night with two hours of Probably one of the best party bands Nashville, in the country. Nashville. Well, we're importing them favorite. from Nashville, right? We're importing Absolutely. the hottest party band from Nashville way. to do an outside open-air concert. So if you didn't get it, we are throwing the biggest party for the broader industry I think the industry has ever right. seen. Our attendance is going to go probably from 600 just at our main conference event. And when we flip it to entertainment mode, it's probably going to be like three or 4,000. We're going to let everybody come. Yep. So we can jam with BDC reps and technicians and janitors and lot attendants and everybody through can like encourage one another, but like retail automotive is a great place to be. Tuesday, we're back with the half of day only of the same content, main stages, side stages, conversations, food. So we're done by noon. So if we go back to the beginning, it starts at 5.30 Sunday night. 
We go Sunday night reception, all day Monday, Monday night entertainment, Tuesday until noon, and then it's Philly. So you can have a direct flight just about anywhere. And by the way, the venue is only like six minutes from the airport. Yo, there's direct <laughs> flights to and from San Diego. Like you can be there at two o'clock on Sunday from San Diego and leave at two o'clock on Tuesday and be back in San Diego by the time dinner rolls around out there. Oh, so for sure. Especially with the time change. Like, with the time change. It's unbelievable. Anybody in the country can get there. So there, we're trying to make it accessible because our goal is that you leave inspired and energized instead of the way that you typically leave a conference, which is exhausted and overwhelmed. And if you're a vendor, you're twice as exhausted and twice as overwhelmed. <laughs> so we're trying, trying to short circuit all of that. Let's talk about a little bit of news. We have three stories to talk about today. The first, um, I'm seeing it everywhere. I actually saw it as like the main article on LinkedIn News. Ford announced that they're gonna be cutting 8,000 jobs from primarily the US. So they have 31,000 employees in the US and 8,000, do the math, that's a pretty, big percentage and they're cutting these mostly from salaried position jim farley said the company is not being competitive on cost and they're under earning on their vehicles so that's eight thousand jobs ford said it's mainly going to come from ford blue if you remember right they cut he, he announced they're going to cut ev and ice into two separate companies ford blue is the traditional ice vehicles which they want to be the real cash generator uh for the company so he said he was going to cut three billion by 2026 and Sucker ain't playing. Why is he doing that? (laughs) (laughs) We pulled in a trigger pad just for that one, just for that one, folks, this morning. But, I mean, here's the thing. When when you're looking at expenses and um, trying to find, like, we know what the largest expenses on on anybody's uh, P&L are, right? It is first and foremost, if you have a brick and mortar business, it's the place of business, right? Whatever your brick and mortar or your warehouses. Um, so land and, and, um, and space. Next, employee expenses. Next, marketing. And so if you got to have the land and you don't need the employees, that's the next place that most people go to cut expenses to increase net profit. Um, just shocking that you're seeing 8,000 jobs. And I just... Like, I wonder how the work gets done, even with the sunsetting of ICE vehicles, with 8,000 jobs lost across a company. Can that kind of blows my mind. I, what you think about, I mean, I, Farley as a leader is looking, obviously, a lot at efficiency. And I think post-pandemic, most companies are coming out of the pandemic, right? They really squeezed operations and made themselves a lot leaner and a lot more profitable. Now, a company like Ford didn't let people right like they weren't letting as many people go as some of the other like dealers and stuff we know that had to like scale and and stretch and you know sure but without a doubt getting lean and mean in this next phase like of post-pandemic life and just think of how much fat there must be to cut if eight thousand people can go away and the fact that they built processes and procedures that can keep that sucker not only not only like we're not talking about survival mode right ford is like ambitious mode like i don't even I don't even understand the reconciliation. I don't know the inner workings of their business, but um, a bold move and a, a pretty surprising announcement, I thought. Yeah, I'm. I really don't have much context for how how that works. Me neither. Honestly, me neither. <laughs> we need we need to get we need to get a, an org chart and start to dissect it. Well, speaking right. of big surprises, segue time. 
You know, earnings season is always fun because, like, we get surprises. People do press conferences. You get surprises and promises. Those are the two things that you get, right? Right, right. Hopefully, <laughs> hopefully less surprises, more promises. Hopefully more results. Yesterday, Tesla had their quarterly investor call, and on a webcast, uh, CEO Elon Musk said that the Cybertruck, that if you remember Q4 of last year, they said, you know what, um, it's not good. Maybe next year, we don't even know, right? It's been delayed since 2019 when it was announced and delayed, 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 delayed. Well, yesterday, they surprised everyone and said, you know what, we're thinking about mid-next year. So we went from like maybe sometime next year to mid-next year, which really heats up the intensity of the EV truck race, right? Ford's Lightning has come out and is going very strong and, you know, is being received very well. Um, I don't remember when the Silverado start to supposed to come out, the Silverado version. I think it's later this year, right? I think it is this year. So, so the Cybertruck probably picking up pace a little bit to be released, um, you know, We'll, we'll see what happens, but I mean, obviously one of the most polarizing trucks that, you know, from a design standpoint, right, looks like it's right out of Blade Runner. But that little announcement, along with a couple other things, shows that Tesla is actually pivoting and moving a little bit. So their profits rose, their revenue actually declined, um, and they mm. made an, a move converting 75% of their Bitcoin holdings to cash. So they, they generated about a billion dollars in just liquid capital by liquidating 75% of their Bitcoin holdings. So a, a couple interesting moves by Tesla with a surprise announcement. Um, you can check out their their presentation deck if you want. I've never looked at it before, but if you go to the investor page, it's like it's, it's like kind of like the projections and the playbook and all that stuff. And in, in Tesla fashion, right. it looks really nice. We linked it up in the show notes. Nice. You know, I don't know if this is just a, you never know what's really going on, but under promise over deliver comes to mind. You know, like you set the tone, like, oh, my gosh, maybe not next year. And they Yeah, go like, oh, I think it could early. be. I think it's also just pressure. I think it's pressure, right, from, like you said, uh, the Lightning and, and the Silverado. You know, I mean, it's, I, I, it's funny because it's the first time that they've really felt pressure from any other manufacturer. That's true. Um, right. So, I, you know, it's, that's a new thing. Like, they've been the one pressuring everyone else, and the truck race has been everyone else pressuring them. Um, so I, you know, I think that I think you got a little bit of that. You could have a little bit of, you know, under promise over deliver. Yeah, uh, but I think I think I still just wonder, right. like, what's the usability of that Cybertruck thing? You know, what like other than just looking really cool? Why is that a, the way that we're gonna have a truck look? You well, know what I mean? I mean? That's what I think. You know, Ford and Chevy just have down. They've got like this is the way a truck functions. It'll be interesting. Know? That that's a really great point because it has the like, Cybertruck has that really uh, unique hard cover that rolls over the bed, right? Yeah. So the, and you can actually stand on it. So like, will people like that? Will they hate it? Um, you know, obviously things that are familiar are, tend we tend to gravitate toward. When you look at the F one fifty Lightning, it looks like an F one fifty. Anyone that wants to act like they're playing Halo in real life is going to have a great time. Right. <laughs> oh, they're going to have fun for sure. You know, when the initial video came out, right, there was no other EV truck to compare it yeah. to. So remember they hitched it up to the back of the F-150 and it just drugged that sucker around like a little kid drags around a baby doll. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> dragging that true, F-150 true, true. around. So you're like, well, I can see you use for that. And we're like, it can tow this much, right? It can get from, it can pull this much weight. But now that there are other trucks in the market, like, yeah, Tesla's not used to being behind. They're not, but they are. But they Interesting. are. It could be a little I kinda, pressure. I like it. I think it's going to be fun. Oh, it's it's good. For, it's good for everyone. It's good. Good for old everyone. fashioned competition. Speaking of things that are good for everyone. Stop. Segway. Time. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
I yep, think there it is. I think we all agree that accurate consumer reviews are good for everyone, right? They're good for right. consumers that want to buy the product. They're good for the companies that sell it. It holds them accountable. Well, Amazon literally filed 10,000 lawsuits yesterday against good Facebook. Ten, what does it look like to deliver 10,000 lawsuits? And what does it take to process 10,000 lawsuits? Like, I don't even, 10,000 anythings. Right, Amazon had to prepare ten thousand lawsuits. Talk about like that's un- like I hope someone had a nice find and replace. You know, <laughs> right, right, and a little mail merge going on, right? Because like you know, Betty was sitting behind the county clerk's office, you know, like with her glasses and her little chain thing, and somebody was just like, <clears throat> I just imagine like a dozen right. Amazon interns, right? Just there's a thousand. There's a thousand. It was probably right, all right. digital. I don't know. I don't know, but lawsuits, exactly. there's probably something that has to be signed. And so right. 10,000 lawsuits filed against Facebook group administrators that run these Facebook groups that solicit people to leave fake reviews on Amazon. So Facebook group administrator, right? They're like, hey, you come here. I'll give you stuff. You go leave these reviews, right? I obviously get paid by companies that make these products to make fake right. reviews. And Amazon's like... Nah, it's lawsuit time. So uh, a quote from um, their vice president of selling partner services says, our teams stop millions of suspicious reviews before they're even seen by customers. And this lawsuit goes a step further to uncover perpetrators operating on social media. Protect proactive legal action targeting bad actors is one of the many ways we protect customers by holding bad actors accountable. Isn't that wild? Like, just, I mean, I've heard of this happening, you know, when you get like a new product on market that comes from overseas or something like that. And all of a sudden it has 5,000 reviews and, the, and then and the active date on the product is like a month ago. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, it's just nuts to, to think like a company like that has to put in these level of safeguards just to make sure that ve- reviews are verified. Yeah. And so like, that's where, you know, as a consumer, you're always doing that, you know, trust, but verify, trust, but verify on anything that, that has to do with reviews. And so, uh, you know, I love, you know, dealer Raider, uh, a, a review platform in automotive has a really interesting take on this. They force, um, you know, they force a couple things in their review platform. One is they have a very, very deep, like validation matrix to tie PII to, um, to retail data. So on the service and sales side, and then they, so like that's verified purchaser reviews, Mm -hmm. similar to how Amazon does a lot of that. Yep. Um, But then also they, they, they force you to write a certain number of characters, which a lot of customers get annoyed at and they'll write really funny things. If you've ever had a dealer reader account, (laughs) but um, the, the reason why they force it is because they know that if they, if they push people to write a deeper story, then the relationship of that to the future customer is a lot stronger uh, and they probably get more actual verified reviews out of it. So, man, all of this to to just make sure that everybody knows what's going on with a product or service that someone might be offering. Uh, so from from that side, like get your customers to leave the best reviews. And also as a consumer, just be careful as you're out there kind of like reading through reviews and understand that like trust but verify is extremely important. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, look, consumers trust one another, right? That's all there is to it. If you bought it, I want to know what you think, not what the company says about it. So obviously, honest reviews are important to everybody. I wonder if this raises more suspicion or quells any existing suspicion, because I think there are a lot of customers out there that don't even think about that, right? That's true. 
You yeah. know what I mean? Like, great purchase, thanks. Like, oh, that's a great review, <laughs> right? And the, the two above it and the two below it could have been like, do not buy, you know? So um, <laughs> interesting how that works. But I mean, it's good to see Amazon being proactive. And look, look, we all need to be honest and we need to do what we can to keep the marketplace honest because it keeps the vendors and the suppliers and the businesses accountable to do better. And it keeps the consumer informed and, you know, be able to wise to make the good decisions because I don't know if you noticed, but inflation is kind of a thing and disposable income is a little bit on the decline. So a couple, couple good things coming out. So we hope that you have a couple good things going on today. Go out there, leave some reviews, actually do things that would make a customer want to leave a really great review and go there check out the new podcast, autocollabs.com. We hope to see you there.